Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where it is Tuesday. We hope you had a great long holiday weekend, nothing like a great Labor Day weekend to relax the family before we get into the fall and to get into our busy routine of the final quarter of a very difficult 2021 year. We've got an amazing guest today, Frank Siller, the founder of the Tunnel to Towers Foundation a foundation that if you don't know about this, you should check it out today, t2t.org. Frank's brother, Stephen, was a New York firefighter, New York NYFD firefighter. He had just gotten off duty when the towers were hit on 9-11. He got in his car, drove to the Lincoln Tunnel, ran through the Lincoln Tunnel with his entire fire gear on his back, and then ran to the towers, ran up the towers with all that gear on his back, and he perished on that day when the towers collapsed. One of the many amazing heroes that were made that day, more than 340 firefighters died that day. Stephen was among them. And Frank's family didn't just mourn. They didn't just count their losses. They didn't just fold up their tents and say, we got hit with a bad sucker punch. They decided to jump right back into the fire. So they created a foundation, a tunnel, the Towers Foundation. I'm a big part of it. I've emceed an event for them. I raise money for them. I donate $11 a month. I hope you'll join me in doing that today. Well, they have raised millions upon millions of dollars. And what do they do with that money? Well, if you're a wounded warrior, one of the men or women wounded, in Afghanistan or Iraq, they try to buy a smart home for you to make life easier for those who have lost limbs or have serious disabilities from the war. And if you're a law enforcement officer, a firefighter, a soldier who lost their life in the line of duty, they often go out and pay off the mortgage for your family so that your family will never have to worry about losing their home after losing a loved one. It is one of the great charities in america they're doing an amazing thing today frank is at the back end of a 500 plus mile walk called the never forget walk it's an important line never forget because we can't forget what happened on 9 11 and he's going to be joining us as he makes his way towards uh, new york city on the phone just a few seconds from now we're going to hear how that walk has gone what he thinks about the messy exit from afghanistan what about the growing threats of terrorism going forward 
and what else his group is doing on Veterans Day. They're going to read the names of the more than 7,000 troops, including the 13 who lost their lives a couple of weeks ago in Afghanistan. On 9-11, they're going to read the names of those who perished on 9-12. They're going to read the names of every person who died from a 9-11 related illness at the World Trade Center. All of the diseases and cancers that flowed from the construction site. This is a remarkable organization. They're committed to not letting us forget. And they're also making sure we don't forget and leave behind those who suffered the scars of terrorism and the war on terror. Law enforcement, firefighters, everyday American military troops, men and women, the fighting men and women of America. Frank is going to join us in just a couple seconds. Now, before we get to that, I want to just point out a couple of really great stories that we had on Just the News. You should go check them out. You know, California is the progressive liberals utopia. It's where they try and experiment with all of their policies, green energy being a good example. The clean energy experiment shut down many of the nuclear and coal-fired plants in California. And now because of the way they've done it, not because they're doing it, but because of the way they've done it, there are always a constant threat of rolling blackouts and brownouts in California. Well, uh, today we have a story on the site that says that the U.S. government, the Biden administration, is not willing to send Afghan refugees to California because it's too darn expensive. (laughs) What a rejection. Uh, The liberal policies of California made the state too expensive, so much so that even though California says it would welcome refugees, the federal government doesn't want any refugees going there because it's just too darn expensive. That, the cost of price, the cost of food, the taxes, even Uncle Sam doesn't trust the regulatory and tax structure of California And that is something worth really paying attention to. Really remarkable. Meanwhile, another good story on the site from my good colleague, Bethany Blankley. A lot of lawmakers very worried about what's unfolding in Afghanistan. Seeing a not accurate account of Americans left behind. They're not trusting what the Biden administration said. A lot of questions and doubts about what's going on there. Super opportunity to go read that story and get up to speed on the gulf between what's being said and what's actually occurring in the field very important story there. So we got a lot of breaking news, a lot of different things. On Monday during the holiday, I pointed out something since it's Labor Day. Figured I'd focus on the labor workforce. The latest jobless numbers, which by the way, went down in August by two tenths of a point from 5.4 to 5.2, have a very serious ticking time bomb, politically speaking, for Joe Biden. Why? Because while it went down for the country, it went way up for black Americans, African-Americans. That is a red flag for a president who promised he wouldn't leave anyone behind. And remember, African-Americans fared very well under the Trump economy. They had record low unemployment before the pandemic began, and they've had record low poverty. There were all good signs of the first three years of the Trump administration. Obviously, the pandemic stopped things for a while, but the post-pandemic recovery, or the pandemic recovery, because I guess we're still in the pandemic in some respects, is leaving African-Americans behind because of the way Joe Biden is administering this. Talk to some major economists about this. Check that story out. Sometimes it's fun to find the story behind the story. Everybody focused Friday on the jobless numbers like they do and the fact that there weren't as many jobs created, but that the rate still went down. Those were the headlines. But the African-American unemployment rate soaring, that is a headline that has political and economic and social consequences for America as African-Americans look at the progress they made under Trump and the reversal that they're experiencing under Joe Biden right now. Check that story out as well. A lot of people have been talking and reading about that every day. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, Frank Siller, the founder of 
the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, a man who's committed the last 20 years of his life to healing the wounds of the war on terror, trying to help those wounded and killed in the line of duty. An incredible cause, an incredible man, and somebody who has something to say as we're just five days away from the 20th anniversary of the September 11th terror attacks. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, someone who has dedicated the last 20 years of his life to helping first responders and our extraordinary troops because his own family lost someone very dear on uh, 9-11. Joining me right now is Frank Siller, the uh, founder of the Tunnel to Towers Foundation and one of my favorite charities. Frank, welcome to the show. Hey, John, thanks for having me on, and thank you for your kind words, and thank you for your help in making sure that we spread the message to make sure we never forget. And, you know, what my brother did 20 years ago was exceptional. You know, not it many sure people was. would uh, put the, yeah, not many people put their life on the line like that. You know, you tend to think you would do the right thing, but, you know, the truth is that there were more people being saved going out of the building than the firefighters and the police officers that were going in the building. You know, 20 years ago, my brother was one of those great heroes. And I feel so honored that I was able to do this never forget walk to honor what he did to say thank you, Stephen, for what you did. And thank you to all the great heroes of 9-11. It's such an amazing thing. Everywhere I go, I tell people the story of your brother. And, you know, some still haven't heard it, which is tragic. They should all know it by now. It's such an amazing story. But it just gives goosebumps to people. And it just inspires you to reach out and be brave and be courageous and help other people. And you've been doing that for uh, 20 years. Tell us what this walk has been like. It's a little over 500 miles, the Never Forget Walk. What has that been like for you? And what reaction have you gotten in the communities where you've been? First of all, the walk for me personally has been a very emotional and very, very spiritual uh, journey. It's an experience that I thought it was going to be off the charts. And it's even more than what I even thought it was going to be. And I've met the great Americans who have done so much for our uh, country and love America. I mean, that flags that people are throwing, uh, it's unbelievable. They're waving it everywhere I go. People, <laughs> uh, people saying, you know, I love America. God bless America. Never forget. And so, and they had eight parades. We've had eight parades. That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I was in Easton the other day. Yep. That's the one I saw. Oh, 300 kids in the Easton High School marching band. And it was phenomenal. It really was. It, it, uh, it sent shivers up my spine. There was a guy that had a big banner, 9-11-2001, never forget. Uh, and he was sitting on the side of the road. And that image is seared into my brain. But, you know, we, we talk so much about all the negativity and all the criticisms of our country and our self-criticisms. But that spirit of patriotism, that love for a country is still really vibrant, isn't it? That's all I saw, John. That's yeah. all I saw. I saw American flags on people's porches. I just saw so many people who care and love America. Listen, I 
want young parents to tell their kids of what happened 20 years ago, that Islamic terrorists try to kill as many Americans as possible, and they did kill 2,977. And I want the stories of these great heroes, not just of my brother, the Robert Curl a firefighter, in and out of that building, seen several times dragging people out. Right. A Gene Raggio, PAPD, who was also a friend of mine, who was out of the building, called his wife and said, I'm okay, don't worry, but went back in because he was known as the mayor of the Twin Towers because he knew everything about it. Of course he's going to go back in and save lives. You know, these stories have to be told. The man in the red bandana, Wells Crowther, who was just an ordinary, everyday guy going to work, but that day he put that bandana on and became Superman. He became Superman and saved countless lives. And, you know, although it is such a sad day, it was a, it was a day that showed such heroism that we have to tell both sides of that story. And the last thing I want to say, not the last thing, because I know I'm talking to you for a while, <laughs> but I was at Shanksville and I was with a group of New York City firefighters and I went down to the impact zone with Flight 93 right. was taken down. Think of those 40 heroes. We all remember Todd Beamer's Let's Roll. But think of those 40 heroes that took back that plane because they yep. already knew that these planes were being used as missiles into buildings and killing Americans on the ground. And they took it back and they brought that plane down to save people's lives. That was the first battle on the war on terrorism. And we won that battle. And I am so proud that I was there. And I put my hand on that boulder, John. And I said a prayer. Every firefighter was with us. We knelt down and put our hands on that boulder. And let me tell you, the emotions were pouring out of us because I was thinking of those heroes, thinking of my brother. I think of all the firefighters and police officers and all 3,000 families that lost their loved ones. So it was an experience that I'll never forget. And you're right. It was the first fight against terrorism. That was the moment it started. And uh, 20 years later, there's a lot of look back, obviously. There's also a lot of discussion that we are entering into a new dangerous phase of terrorism. When you hear these reports that terrorism may resurrect itself in a much larger way in the next couple of years that Afghanistan could eventually become a base again for terrorism, which is what General Milley told the U.S. Senate a couple of weeks ago. What do you think when you hear those things? I guess it's a never-ending fight, right? That's why we can't forget. Exactly. That's why, John, you're 100% right. That's why we can't forget, because if we forget our history, it's bound to repeat itself, yeah. the good and the bad, of course. But the, in this case, we don't want another 3,000 or 10,000, you know, the more zeros on the end of the number for these people trying to kill Americans, the happier they are. So we can't let that happen again. Look, we are more vulnerable today than we were over the last 20 years. No question about it, because we're, we're at Afghanistan. I'm sure we don't have the same kind of intelligence that we had. Right. And, we, you know, but I pray, I pray that we still have enough intelligence that when they are gathering these terrorists and conspiring and figuring out how they can kill Americans, that we could just take them out and not miss them like we did years ago when we thought they weren't at war with us. They're at war with us, and they will try to kill us again, for sure. And I just hope we don't let our guard down. Yeah, so important that we don't. I've seen you on television talk a little bit about this. The way we exited Afghanistan, the uh, the people we still left behind, there are numbers today, 500 to 900 we hear in some places. Any thoughts just about the way we exited Afghanistan and what it may speak for the future of our country? Well, here's the thing. The greatest country that's ever existed, we should be better than what we did and how we got out of there. I don't think many people argue the fact that how long can we stay and fight a war? But <laughs> there was so much blood and treasure right. over there that we could have very easily protected our interests and, most importantly, 
protected our Americans and the Afghanis that helped us on the war on terror. You know, those families that are left behind, the Taliban and ISIS are going to slaughter them, John. And I hate saying those words, but it's true. They're going to slaughter them. And any American thinks that they're not is naive. So um, I pray for those families. We should have made sure they got out here safely. And the, how about the 13 Americans we lost in the final days there? It was so unnecessary. We should have yeah. been protected. It was disgusting, actually. And I've talked to a lot of Gold Star widows, and they're distraught over uh, on how we exited uh, Afghanistan. And I pray that somehow or another they smarten up and, and protect America. Look, John, you know what we do, the Tunnel Fatalis Foundation. We make sure if these kids give their bodies for our country, yep. the most catastrophically injured service members, we're going to build them a mortgage-free smart home. You know these old soft families that die for us, right? These men and women in uniform that Absolutely. die for us and leave a young family behind. Our promise, our pledge is that we're going to take care of their families. We're going to deliver them and gift them a mortgage-free home. If we have to build it, we'll build it. If they have a home, we'll pay off the mortgage. And last but not least, we've got to take care of our first responders and most certainly of police officers. You know, when people spit on the ground, at the very least, that's what some people do, uh, spit on the ground. Instead, we should be kissing the freaking ground they walk on because they yeah. give us this great country and our society. We have no society without, without these police officers. So we're going to make that promise that if they die in the line of duty and leave young families behind, Tunnels and Towers Foundation is going to pay off their mortgage. So, you know, John, I ask everybody, $11 a month, $11 a month, go to T2T.org. Yep. And for $11 a month, we can keep this promise. Hey, we better, as Americans, let these families know that they're not forgotten about. We don't want to leave them behind. If we don't do it, we're leaving families behind like a lot, like our government just did in Afghanistan. We better not here, as Americans, leave these families that paid the ultimate sacrifice for us behind. And $11 a month, we can keep that promise to take care of every single family that dies in the line of duty in America. It's the best investment, folks, you'll ever make. I did it, and I love it. T2T.org. That's as easy to remember as possible. Go do it today. If you want to make a difference in the world, this is the organization to support. They're doing such amazing things. You've got a busy week ahead because when you finish this walk, your job's not over, right? You've got a pretty big uh, weekend on Saturday and Sunday. I'm really excited about the September 12th event because you're calling attention to those who got sick after the terrorism bombings, trying to help clean up and salvage the city. Talk a little bit about what you're going to do on September 12th. Well, we're going to read the names, John, of everyone who died of 9-11 illnesses. You know, we made an announcement that every first responder that has died of 9-11 illness, right. that leaves a young family behind. We just made this announcement a couple of months ago that we're going to pay off their mortgage. But there are thousands of those who just were down there helping out, construction workers, crane workers, you name it. And they were down there every day on the pile. Firefighters are on the pile. Cops are on the pile looking for my brother. They were looking for their friends. They were looking for they their were. mothers, their fathers. And they were told it was okay. And it was BS. It was not okay. And now these families are seeing their loved ones fade away right in front of their eyes, dying of all these cancers that were caused because of the toxic air down there. And we want to read their names out loud on 9-12. We're going to read every one of their names so they're not forgotten because they are the forgotten group. And most Americans don't even know that you know, the 2,000 have died 
since 9-11 of these 9-11 related illnesses. Yeah, the toll just keeps going on. And that's why we got to be so invested in trying to help these families who've gone through this. September 11th, you've got the honor roll that you're going to do again this year, right? Uh, is it 7,000 names total? Is that right? Do I have that right? Well, we're going to read the names on Veterans Day. Oh, Veterans Day. That's right. Lincoln, right. On Veterans Day at the Lincoln Memorial of all 7,072 now men and women in uniform that die uh, for our country in the war on terrorism. So that has never been done as far as I know uh, that we're going to be doing it at the Lincoln Memorial. Actually, a friend of mine just told me that they every year read their names out loud in a small town in, in Jersey. And no I didn't kidding. even know that. But anyway, how cool yeah, is that? I love that. FBI, Jimmy Maxwell, the blessed sacrament boy that I went to grammar school with <laughs> years ago. And he walked with me one day and he says that to me. I said, Jimmy, I didn't even know you did that. I thought I thought we were going to be the only ones that ever did it. But um, I was happy to hear it. And I wish that everybody in America, in their towns and the small towns, would read these names out loud. It's a great idea. We should make that a tradition starting this year right behind you with all that you're doing. As you look out now, and each of us, we enter into the third decade of the war on terror, what are some things we can do as Americans to help the fight? Everyday people, just, you know, people that have their job and their kids going to soccer and school, if they can get into school. What are things that you'd like to see Americans pitch in to do? Obviously, helping T2T Mm -hmm. is an easy one. We definitely got to do that. What are some other things that you would like to see happen over the next decade? Well, John, I'm going to say uh, stay tuned because... Well, I have some great thoughts and initiatives <laughs> that the Tunnel of the Towers Foundation wants to make sure it comes to fruition because uh, we can't ever forget. And, and it's not just a saying to the Tunnel of the Towers Foundation. We live it. We live it every day. And uh, so we are going to make sure we stay true uh, to that. Our first mission when we started is that we never forget. And then, of course, we've got to honor the sacrifice. Right. And we honor the sacrifice by doing good, John. And what better doing good to take care of these families that are left behind. So, uh, but never forget, he's the most important thing from the beginning for us. Just like I don't want to forget what my brother did uh, uh, 20 years ago. So yeah. we got a lot going on. I'll be walking through that tunnel, retracing my brother's final heroic footsteps on September 11th. I'll be with my wife, my children, my grandchildren, my, my brother, my sisters. And uh, we're going to go through that tunnel to honor him. Albeit, when I come out of the tunnel, John, I'm going to be looking at a Freedom Tower. When he came out, he saw two buildings ablaze and uh, people jumping because they were faced with a decision yeah. to uh, burn or jump. And I hate to say it, but that's the facts. Just yeah. always just tell the truth, good or bad, just tell the truth. And, uh, and he ran into those buildings saving people and gave up his life. So, uh, so first and foremost, I-, I want to make sure I honor that and what he did and uh, what better way, once again, Uh, honoring him by taking care of all these families uh, that make the ultimate sacrifice. It is an amazing thing. I have watched it and marveled at it. And Frank, you carry on an amazing tradition. Your family is uh, the best of the best. And when people forget, and we have these days when we're down on America, all I have to do is remember the Siller family. And I'm instantly reminded of the goodness that exists in this country. And we wish you luck in this week, all the way through Veterans Day. I know you got a busy time. I know you're working on new homes for so many of the wounded yeah. and also for paying off the mortgages. So every dime counts, folks. T2T.org. Pony up today. I'm, I'm going to go on there today and add a second donation. You should too. Match me. I want everyone to go out there today and match <laughs> me. And let's double up on this. It's such an important I thing. I love that, John. Thank you. 200 homes we're going to deliver this year alone, John. 200, 200 homes. Mortgage 
200 homes. And the last thing I want to give a shout-out to my great team that was with me from, from the last almost 42 days that yeah. I've been walking 537 miles. I got firefighters that cook for me every day, New York City firefighters that come with me. I'm going to be the only guy, John, that walks 537 miles and puts weight on <laughs> the way that they <laughs> That's so the love of the fire department. Yes, and you know why they're doing it? Because they want to honor their brothers from their firehouse yep. that they lost. And uh, it has been a, a walk of great joy, and uh, I'm so happy that I did it. But i, I got to thank everyone that, that's been praying also. And I know that you've been caring and sending me messages, so I appreciate it. Well, I'm 1,000% behind everything you're doing, Frank. You're, you're an amazing man, and you've made this country better, even coming out of a very dark moment like 9-11. So we're, we're grateful for you, and we wish you luck the rest of the way. Thank you, buddy. God bless. We'll talk soon. All right, brother. Take care. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. It is time to wrap things up. A great show today. A special thanks to Frank Saylor. Remember, if you've never checked out the Tunnel to Towers or you want to match my donation on Tunnel to Towers, my $11 donation, all you got to go is T2T.org. T2, the number, T.org, and sign up today for one of the great causes in America. You saw the goodness and the wholesomeness and the, the commitment that Frank has. A man has walked 500 miles over 20, 30, 40, 50 days in America just to call attention. He's a man committed to a cause and committed to helping those wounded and uh, scarred by the war on terror, which, by the way, he reminded us today is far from over. All right, folks, that wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then... May God bless you and may God bless this extraordinary country, the United States of America, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News.